Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to this bite-sized episode in which I take one lesson from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. Hello and welcome back to the show, Simon here. And this bite-sized episode is about meditation and mindfulness, common misconceptions about them and enlightenment. And if you're thinking that that word sounds like mumbo jumbo, just stop there. Let me explain. You see, my guest is Headspace founder Andy Puddicombe, who was a Buddhist monk for a decade before returning to the UK and setting up the most popular meditation app in the world. He's helped popularise meditation like few people before him, and for that alone, he deserves huge credit. But I can confirm that Andy is a truly lovely bloke too. His motto is be present, be patient, be gentle, be kind, Everything else will take care of itself, which says it all, really. Anyway, so when we spoke on the podcast, we really dived into the nitty gritty of meditation. And there are many types of meditation out there. I have dabbled with most of them, I think. Mantra meditation, for example, which my wife swears by. But personally, I always come back to insight meditation or to put it really simply, mindfulness of breath. Now, I've got to say, my meditation habit is so important for me. I've got a really busy mind and I can be easily distracted, unfortunately. So training myself to come back to one-pointed attention is really, really valuable for me. It really helps me to focus, to be less reactive, calmer, etc., etc. The list goes on. But the fact is, the idea that meditation is about clearing your mind is a misconception that Andy helps clear up, as you will shortly hear. But also the idea that meditation is simply a well-being tool is also a misconception. Fundamentally, it's about understanding the workings of the mind and our own true nature. For example, 
We are not our thoughts. We are aware of our thoughts. You may have heard me say that numerous times during the podcast. We're also not our feelings. We're aware of our feelings. And so that means that we can't be our thoughts. Yet that's how so many of us do actually relate in the world. We believe that we are the story in our heads as well as the identities we have attached to through thinking. But it is a misconception. We are the space in which the thoughts appear. When I delved into this subject with Andy Puddicombe, he was a little surprised because so often people talk about the surface layer of meditation and neglect its, its real aim, which is to recognize the truth of our experience. And that's not to say that developing a meditation habit to feel better and, for example, be more focused isn't a noble aim. It is definitely worthwhile. But if you do want to go deeper, you most certainly can. Anyway, enough from me for the moment. Here is Andy Puddicombe busting some myths and talking about many important aspects of meditation. Enjoy. Very often we we resist being with ourselves. Yeah. For a lot of us, it's actually really uncomfortable to be with ourselves. And when we're stressed or feeling unhappy, it's particularly difficult to be with ourselves. Mm. So part of the training, I would say, is to find ourselves the space and the environment where we can be with our mind even in those difficult times and get comfortable with that discomfort. Yeah. And weirdly, although it sounds kind of counterintuitive, that can lead to happiness. So rather than searching for happiness, thinking we're going to find it, we kind of, we explore our suffering and our struggle. And in exploring that, we discover happiness. Mm. Right. Let's get into the what's and the why's okay. and all that stuff. So I mentioned to you, I did an eight week John Kabat-Zinn uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction course. Yeah. And so I meditate a lot and it's been hugely valuable. In fact, I have people tweet me because I bang on about it on the podcast. Is that right? So, like, so like, if I hear you talk about anyway. um, But what I noticed is that rather than thinking that you're going to empty your mind, it, it's more observing how your mind works. And I think is that, yeah. that's quite a common misconception, would you say? It's a huge misconception. I think it's, it's one of the reasons many people don't even try meditation. They're worried that they won't ever be able to stop the thoughts. Mm. It's a little bit like, sitting on the side of side of a road and the cars going past there the the thoughts in the mind and normally how we are in our life we're out in the road we're running around we're chasing after the cars we like the look of we're trying to stop the cars we don't like the look and expending a huge amount of energy in trying to kind of control the traffic on the road the thoughts in our mind and meditation isn't about clearing the road. It's a road. It was built for traffic. So sometimes there will be traffic on the road. It's more about stepping out of the road and getting comfortable sitting on the side of the road. And as we do that and as we learn not to be involved in the thinking, for most people, the amount of traffic on the road tends to decrease things calm down a little bit and we no longer kind of chase after the exciting thoughts we no longer resist the difficult and challenging thoughts and we find a place i guess you could call peace of mind yeah understanding i suppose as well that, that those thoughts are not us yeah i think most of us live our lives thinking that we are our thoughts i think the more we meditate the more we start to see that actually there's some space in stepping back it's kind of if we could control our thoughts, we would have done that a long time ago and we would have peace of mind. And all of a sudden, when you witness your mind from a place of awareness, you see that, wow, actually, these thoughts, they just kind of come and go. And if we don't pay them a huge amount of attention, then actually they the important thing is they don't just come, they do go as well. Mm. There's an impermanent kind of nature to them, a fleeting nature to them. So settling into that, getting comfortable with this idea that 
actually we can find peace of mind in being less involved in our thoughts yeah. is, is central to mindfulness. You speak about you only need to dedicate 10 minutes a day to make yeah. a difference. Is that honestly as, as little as one needs to do to really reap the benefit? Yeah, so I've found this fascinating because when I, you know, in full disclosure, when I came out of the monastery, I thought, you know, if it was less than an hour, it's kind of not really any point, you know. And I started to experiment with people kind of in the clinic and it was trying to find the, the amount of time that was enough to give a positive outcome. But, you know, it just needed to be kind of like a, the, the right balance. And at that time, the only research really was around the relaxation response which is the flip side of the stress response. And most um, scientists felt that within 10 minutes we could experience the relaxation response. So when that happens, our, our heart rate slows down, our breathing slows down, we start to produce less cortisol, less adrenaline in the body, and we move towards a state of deep relaxation. So I kind of felt that was an interesting kind of number to, to play with. And as the science has gone on over the last 10 years, um, we've actually found that it's actually more to do with frequency than it is with duration. So yes, we found really considerable benefits using just 10 minutes. Could there be even more benefit to meditating for longer? Probably. Mm. Um, and if people have the inclination and the time, then great. But for most people, that 10 minute number, it feels really achievable. And I would far rather people set out with the idea of doing that and achieving it rather than thinking, oh, mm. I don't know if I want to sit for an hour today and then not following through with it. Yeah. And something that strikes me about mindfulness and meditation is is you become aware of having the that power of choice. Exactly. So, so when those flare up, that heat of anger comes up, yeah. you can witness it and therefore you're obliged almost to have a choice not to go along with it. Yeah, it's almost like instead of, instead of it being, I'm really angry, it's like, oh, look, anger. That's a, such a different experience. It's a difference between kind of maybe... I don't know, being caught out in a storm and maybe sitting inside a house looking out at the storm through the window. That's a nice analogy there. And I think this is a nice time to go yeah. a bit deeper. Right. Okay. Here we go. People in the West think of meditation as like a therapeutic Very often. tool. Right? Yeah. But actually, at its heart, yeah. it's more than that, isn't it? People talk about enlightenment. And, and I've heard people talk about enlightenment. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very sure you have. And it's about understanding reality, essentially. Now, yeah. I'm a fan of non-duality. Okay. Now, a lot of people won't even, I think, be aware of what that is. And yeah. it will sound absolutely bonkers, right? It's understanding the illusion yeah. of a subject-object split. So I, I'm in here, in my head, yeah. and the world is out there. Whereas the reality a lot of people would argue, is the personal self we imagine ourselves to be is actually a mirage. What have you got to say about that? I mean, well, first of all, this is one of the most interesting questions. Look, I think duality actually isn't such a, a radical idea. Um, yes, I, I do sort of... My experience has, has been that, that that is the case. We tend to live within a dualistic world. So by that... Within our mind, there's a start and a finish, a this and a that. And we kind of always kind of have these polar opposites. So there's always a sort of a certain amount of tension kind of in that thinking. And in order to experience the mind in its kind of true essence, we need to transcend that thinking. We need to go beyond intellectual thought to a place of non-duality. And so I think most of, for me, that is awareness, actually. Mm. So it sounds, non-dual non could sound kind of very mystical, Actually, it's just being aware. 
And normally we're caught up in our dualistic mind, our thinking mind of this and that. Mm. Once we learn to let go of that, and we learn to let go of that by resting in awareness, then we experience non-duality. And I think it's stability of it. You know, so when you do hear people talking about enlightenment and those kind of things, it's not that we're here and enlightenment's kind of over there. It's more about finding stability of awareness or stability of non-duality where we're no longer caught up in that thinking of, of this and that. And yes, ultimately, we're looking to come to a point where there is no separation between the observer, the observed, and the process of observing. When those three things become one, then... Um, I mean, we're probably getting into no, kind like of diva territory. Yeah, if anyone's oh. stuck with this, this podcast this long, they deserve it. You know, it's because you mentioned there. You know, there's there's people think I'm angry, and it's just like, oh no, there's anger. Yeah. So the I that we believe ourselves to be. Yeah. Do you go along with the idea that actually it, it's a mirage, that it's a false sense of self? It's an illusion. I think there is. Um, look, there is. A, there is a necessary. The ego is is entirely necessary. It's quite interesting. You sometimes hear kind of people talking about right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna destroy the ego. Well, who's thinking that other than the ego? Mm. So I think those kind of thoughts are. You know, they're they're interesting to to explore. But yeah, ultimately, we have an ego which is necessary for everyday life. You know, there has to be something that says, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to have something to eat. I'm going to go to work. That's really important that we kind of have that function. The important thing is that we don't kind of believe that every thought that we experience is our own, that that makes us who we are. If we're able to kind of create that space, then yeah, ultimately, we see that there is no fixed permanent I. There is just an ever-changing moment-to-moment experience yeah. of thought, of feeling, internal, external. There is nothing fixed to be found. And I think that does require a, a little bit of practice to kind of really yeah. experience. Thank you for listening to this episode. I do hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you could share it, I'd be very grateful. And if you could leave a kind rating or review on, for example, Apple Podcasts, I would be very appreciative too. It really does make a big difference. If you'd like to hear a bit more about some of the subjects we spoke about, for example, non-duality or seeing the truth of experience, do drop me an email via simonmundy.com, my website. While you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter Monday on Monday, which is full of useful pointers in this very direction. Anyway, that's it for now. I do sincerely appreciate your listening and your support and do have a great week. Until next time, goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.